Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Black Lotus Gambit Episode 3 Murder near the dance floor Greetings, mortals! I bid you welcome to Dice and Suffering Crime Edition This is the crime flavour of the Dice and Suffering soda brand Get on it I really hope we never have a soda brand I'm just going to say that now Drinks and suffering. <laughs> Drinks and suffering, yeah. That is... Chad, get on it. Future Chad, who's listening to this, get on it. But no, we are back in Blades in the Dark, and if you listen to the premiere episode or the other heist that went up, then you'll know that the way this works is every so often I will get to get, get together two or maybe three of the gang to do little mini heist sprinkled along that will slowly form into a big session where I bring all four of you to suffer the consequences of your actions. So who do I have here today? Which crimelings have come out of the wood of work? Mm, who are you? How did you get in? Get out of the window. I guess I'll start. I, I'm, I am, I'm Matt and I'm playing Professor Blake Marshall who is a whisper and last time out nearly got himself killed first time out despite having something to obviously explained to him. Yes. Don't don't fuck with ghosts in this world. Indeed. Indeed. But I hope you've learned from that and I'm I'm ready to crack on and, and beat my uh, beat my lollipop addiction. <laughs> and I'm Riley, the Lurk who to be honest after Watching the professor almost kill himself with a door lock was ready to throw us up out a window. And hopefully today goes better. Matt. Oh, me too. But before we get to that point, you two have downtime actions to use. Because there has canonically been one heist and one heist you were involved in and one that you weren't, you have three downtime actions to use. As I explained to the other two, you can do many things with these. You can, if you have stress, you can use your vice. In Chad, in Crowley's case, it's gambling. So you can go gamble and reduce his stress. Or you can try and heal from harm. Like if you've been bitten by a ghost, for example. You can start a long-term project, be that something for yourself or something for the gang. Or you can go acquire an asset, go out, go get something important. Or you can do what Mariella did and do trading, which gives you one point of XP towards upgrading yourself. Okay. You have three to use. Okay. Well, I have level one harm, so I'd like to try and um, quell some of that. Okay. So... Healing. Healing is a four-piece clock. Okay. Now you do it in this. You don't have a healing ability, I believe. I do not, know. And the gang's equivalent of a doctor right now is a crappy medkit in the corner. So you only get 1d6 to roll it. Okay. 
One three. or two fills one slot. Three over four is two slots. Five or six is three slots. So you're not okay. going to be healed fully at all. But it's going to it's going to hopefully bring you down. Okay. Uh, for free. Okay, so that's half the clock filled for healing your farm. Okay. You can use another downtime action to try and heal again. But if you get injured whilst if you get injured whilst that clock is still in progress, then it's reset to zero. Okay, that's that. That is fair. Uh, no, I'm going to um, use some time to possibly start a project to get a better healer because I feel like it could be could be a smart move to upgrade our healing ability. Okay, you want to start one for the gang to get a decent doctor. Well, certainly yeah. someone who's certainly better than medkit in the corner, yeah. If you want a better med kit, if you want a better med kit, I'll say you'll start with one slot filled in on the clock when it's finished. Mm. So you'll always have one out of four of the healing things fixed. If you want a better doctor, then it'll be a longer timer. It'll be a longer clock, but you'll get an extra dice to every healing roll. I think that it could be wise to actually have someone to actually I think it would be better to have extra dice available for sure. So I think we'll try and find a someone who is medically trained to actually assist us. Okay, so that is going to be an I'm gonna call it an eight-piece clock. Eight-piece clock. Yes. So what are you doing to achieve it? Is my question. Uh, um uh, with my downtime I'm gonna to, to peruse like um, just, just walk around. I'm guessing, in general, there are places because I, I'm dressed um, as I am a professor, so I have. It's not like I live in the back alleys and things. Chances may, are, you know, some of the people yeah, in the medical department. I, I, I would know those sorts of people for sure. So I maybe like try and gauge a few people. Maybe you know, tilt a wink sort of thing. Maybe like so you thought about doing anything on the side, get a bit of extra money sort of thing. From which point? Okay, this sounds like either a consort or a sway role. Um, I would say a consort, yeah. Is that because you have dots in consort? Yes. Okay. So I'm just rolling, I've got one dot, so One dot one. equals one d6. Okay. The five. Okay, I'm going to say your friend is... Your friend's here. They've kind of... You're negotiating with them, really. As you talk to one of the... Um, it's a junior professor. They've, even though they've been working there for about ten years, they've never been bumped up to a professor role because all the medics are. Half the chief medics are definitely in the pocket of some of the gangs, so they're not getting replaced anytime soon. Yeah. One of the junior guys needs money round the back, and is willing to do odd healing jobs and things for people, including your lot. I'm just going to put that. That's one slot filled in okay, on the eight week on the eight-piece clock, but everyone in the gang can work on this. Okay, cool. So it's not just you. Yeah. Long-term projects are universal. Okay, so Dr. Brian, working on Dr. Brian. Okay. No, Dr. Brian. Okay, let me just change the name of the clock. <laughs> Dr. Brian. I thought it'd better to give him a name. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm getting evil from Alex already. So that's, that's two of your things. Yeah. One and... left. Stress, recover, 
long-term project? I haven't got any stress, I don't think. Okay. Check, check my notebook. If that's good, that's the case, and that's great, obviously, but... Yeah. I think you're um, stressed. I think you're just injured. <laughs> I, yeah, I do believe that is the case, yes. I haven't got to take a camera, but, um... I you might don't have try... to, but... If you're about to go out on a heist, it's kind of recommended to try and not have clocks in progress and things. That's true. Um, can I try and heal me a bit more then before I go out? Yep, so roll another d6, we'll do another healing. A uh, four. Okay, so that's that's two bits again. So you're level, you'd level one harm, didn't you? I did, so that's Ghost all bite. Four. So that's cleared. Okay, done. Lovely. Okay, I think I, think I did it okay thing with my downtime yep. basically as you go you'll be managing healing clocks managing stress managing projects etc but at this point only really the people who are properly injured or properly stressed will have a major amount to do with their downtime yeah, riley you have three as well mm, right i'm just trying to wrap my head around it so you don't have any harm no that is correct how much stress do you have? I have none at the moment. Okay, so you literally have... Your options are training, procure, procure an asset, or work on a long-term plan. I think we're going to use one of them to train. Okay, so in the top right of your sheet, there's a little thing that says playbook that has a series of markers next to it. In the top top right, I think my yep. might be. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, so fill in one of those. Yeah, all right. Once all of those, each time you do something in Blades that's related to your character, to your class, mm. you can be awarded XP. Training is a free way to get it, and once you get enough XP, you can kind of, you can adjust your character so you might get an extra dot to use you might get access to another ability etc so that's one of your slots let's see on the thing so we got on So you can help with the Doctor project as well if you want, or you can start your own project. Does it state, is there like a limit to what you can start, or is that like down to the campaign rather than what it states in the book? It's down to the campaign, really. And so if you ask for something really complex, then I'm just going to give you like a 16-piece clock. I think I'm going to assist with the Doctor clock. Okay, how would you assist with it is my question. Okay, that is a good thing that I did not think about. Uh, let's see. Maybe given my methods, I would maybe look into some ways to get in our hands on some supplies to increase, well, increase the supplies we have so we don't run out too quickly. Okay, so you want to kind of provide better equipment for the Doctor to use? Yeah. Like, 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 get stock, basically. Bit like, still yeah, stock. That, that's a better word. Wait, that's a better way to phrase it. Get stock. Okay, I'll probably call that a prowl roll. I've got two points in prowl. 
So that is fine by me. That's 2d6 take the highest. Yep. Well, that is, that is a crit on the other dice and a three on the low. Okay, so we take the six. And that, you basically stumble across. You're kind of lurking around the back of one of the... It's not really a hospital. It's kind of a treatment station that they use out of an old warehouse. And you're kind of lurking around the back and you realize that they've left the door unlocked. So you kind of slide in and you realize you're immediately in a room that is filled with medical equipment that's kind of been shoved aside. So you grab, you basically pull out a bag, grab a bunch of like medical gauze and like ointments and like bacterial cream and stuff and kind of shove it in and then make off like the Grinch stealing Christmas. So I'm going to say that's added. Could that be two or three? I've added some more bits to the clock. I will calculate exactly how many later. Right, so two more, two more bits to the clock, yeah? Okay. I think so. Cool. You have one more downtime action. You can start your own personal clock if you have an idea for something that's going on. There is a clock for... There is an ongoing clock that Mariella started for, like, clearing up the... You set up at an old Sparkcraft workshop. Mm. The front, the back room's fine, but the front room's kind of a mess, and you wanted to set it up as, like, a front to get some extra coin. Okay. So that's, I think that's got two pieces in it right now, and it's an eight-piece block. Can I put my last um, downtime action into a system with that? Yeah, so it's probably a finesse roll, just because it is, like, it's either a finesse or a wreck, depending on whether you want to, like, mm-hmm. help with clearing all the rubble and things, or if you want to try and, like, build furniture. I mean, ideally... <laughs> I'd go with finesse because I've also got two in finesse. That's fine. Out of curiosity, did they did they say what they were going to have as the, as the front? I mean, there was a suggestion, but I refuse to acknowledge it. Okay, that's it. Also, it happened big... after it happened after the recording ended. So there's no I, evidence. I, I, I think Kerry okay. spoke to me what that what no. <laughs> was okay. Banned. Okay, Banned. but. Okay, well, um, but obviously uh, Blake does not know about that, obviously. Blake was out of the office at the time, is lack of a better term. We're all so out a, of the office. I got a five and a one. So okay, so we take, we take the five. Yeah. I'm keeping this moonbeam though, so... That's been a six and a five one so far. The moonbeam dice is the answer. This, the old the old Oxventure dice has been a three and a one. Bad dice. You two have kind of been unceremoniously kicked out of the shop briefly whilst Mariella goes on a mad cleaning spree. She basically sends you to the market. She's like, go get things. She didn't specify exactly what. But you know, get get away from the crazy red lady for more than a minute. But you've been sent out to get supplies and it's the market in Crowsfoot is, it's always busy, but kind of in the way that you're fairly sure at least three people are getting mugged at every second. 
He's kind of like, yep, this is fine. Riley, you're just like, ah, lovely. Home sweet home. Crime sweet crime. Blake, you're like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Turn my collar up a little bit, keep my purse closer to me sort of thing. But you're kind of perusing around, checking. More than anything, you're kind of looking for materials that you might be able to use in your plans and thinking ahead for setting up your drug den. I'm literally running a bunch of drug dealers. This is... I'm sorry, government. It's a game, I swear. But... Crowsfoot doesn't have a massive amount of blue coats wandering around it. The peacekeeping... peacekeeping force in Osalis, but there's always a few. And Riley, you've run afoul of them a couple times. Even Blake's run afoul of them a few times. Stop releasing ghosts, they say. They're causing problems, they say. How are you going to communicate if we don't even let them out of the again? Exactly. Also, you know, when the city council is the one telling you to investigate said ghosts, this what do you want to do? This is it. Exactly. But you two are kind of stood by a market that has... We'll say it has like different felts and kind of like carpeting materials that they managed to get shipped in from outside. And you know, it's all the cheap cuts, so it's all slightly ragged and things. All the nice stuff gets sold over in Brightstone. You're kind of looking, you're like, mm, we, maybe we can make the Black Lotus bit, you know, look a bit more inviting, at least till we get them in. And I'm guessing, Riley, you're probably the more aware of the power of you. I'd assume so, given my expertise. Yeah, but even you get slightly off guard, caught off guard by this. Because you just kind of hear someone behind you clear their throat and kind of poke you in the shoulder. And you turn around, and behind you are three blue coats. Two, one in the middle, who looks very official, and two on the side, they're just kind of clenching like, it's like electro-charged billy clubs. Like, these guys do not fuck around. They are coming for you. But the one in the middle is someone you're familiar with, Riley. It's, it's Darmot. For context, every every character in Blades in the Dark has a friend and a foe. So someone that they'll, they can use as a point of contact, be it in a good way or a bad way. For example, we've, we've met Velaris, Crowley's drunken friend. And in this case, this is Riley's foe, Darmot, who is a blue coat. He's one of the captains of, he's one of the captains of the blue coat patrols that go around Crowsfoot, especially. He's a fairly well-built lad, pretty pasty considering, you know, it's mostly smog here. There isn't really sun, so ain't gonna get a tan. But well-built and he doesn't have very many defining features to him, honestly. He's the kind of person that you'd look away from and then look back and not be able to find him. He'd be great in like those spot the me mini games or something from like we play back in the day. 
I can't find him because he's so bland. <laughs> he's bald. That is only defining characteristic. He has no hair <laughs> and grumpy green eyes. That is the answer. He's kind of there and he's folding and he looks. He gives Blake a quick dismissive look more than anything. <laughs> and then he looks at Riley and he's like, you and I need to have a conversation. I mean, a high would have been nice first. You not committing crimes would have been nice first. Well, I mean, there's much worse things going on in the city, and it's not like I'm just just walking around, to be fair. I wasn't referring to right now, Pepper. Pepper? Is a um, pet name for you, is it, Riley? Pay to give yourself away, Blake. I mean, Blake. he's seen Blake, but yeah, Blake. Blake smirks a little bit at, at the uh, at the mention of, of Pepper. One of the roughs stood either side of Dharma, kind of like raises an eyebrow at Blake. Like Professor. What? One of them looks kind of familiar. You think he may have been in one of your lectures at some point, but you're not sure. Officer? Do you want me to leave you guys alone, or do you want me to hang around? Nah, you, you can stay. Okay. If you're associated with Miss Riley here, then it's worth you being part of this conversation. And excuse my voice, it rapidly changes from moment to moment. <laughs> Inspiration for the DM. Look, I promise I ain't gonna shanked you. I mean, obviously if I wanted you killed, it'd be a lot easier to do without, you know, poking you on the shoulder and going, hello. But we need to have a conversation, alright? Well, this time. He kind of gestures over to an alleyway. It's a bit of a dead-end alleyway, so it's not like he's got an ambush waiting on the other side. You can see that it's a wall. Lead the way then. Fine. Dharmat steps in first, kind of turning around to go, Look, no one's going to stab you. Two small children run out from where they were hiding. <laughs> right. Obviously, I know you, Riley. You know me. Who's your mate? Hey, just a passerby. I ain't an idiot, right? You were both shopping at the same stall, talking to each other. See, you ain't the kind of person who just strikes up a friendly conversation. I, I don't know who he is. I mean, can't seem to get rid of him these days. Say hi to him walking by the street this morning, and now he's in my pocket all the time. Who are you, mate? Looking directly at Blake. Professor Blake Marshall. Ah, okay, you're, you're from the university. Yeah, I am, yeah. Well, you know, as, least, as long as you're not a lawyer, I don't really care. No, no, no. I'm not a lawyer. No, no. I am um, into it for a while, but uh, not, for me. not for me. I might prefer the supernatural myself. Oh, great, one of them ghost brothers. Hey, hey, hey. To be fair, a lot of ghosts around this place. 
it, it pays. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to deal with it, not bloody investigate them. If you understand it, you can deal with it. There is there is there is a course to a means. Okay, these things take time. Anyway, why do I know? I mean, partly because you're stood right next to Riley, who I need to have a conversation with, and you know, I'm guessing from your kind of existing state and from the slightly torn hole in the jacket you're wearing. Oh yes, I'm just gonna repaired. That it was your blood at that warehouse? And your lockpick in the door? benefit of the tape both both the boys eyes went up like ah shit <laughs> the consequences oh no we've been made <laughs> for the Batmobile <laughs> wait we don't have one it's just it's just like a small pygmy goat pulling a cart okay yes that was my blood yes why is your blood on the on the wall of a safe, Prof? I was doing. I was trying to investigate something to see how good my skills were. Kind of looks at Riley like this is the people you hang out with. Sounds unfortunately. He's not so bad. I mean, I found both of you, so this is fairly opportune for me, at least. Look, I'm not gonna throw you in jail. You're not. You both know I'm about to say the word, but. Yeah, so for the chase here, so what do we cut to it? Favour for a favour, essentially. I'll drop... I will get rid of the evidence file that is surrounding that warehouse, mm-hmm. aka the blood we found, the remains of a lockpick, some weird shavings of wood, and also the weird remains of some kind of smoke bomb that didn't work. Was that either of you? Smoke bomb? I I I I didn't deal with smoke bombs. They yeah, got one person on that side of things. Or whether it was your compatriots or not, it's being pinned on you currently. See. So, possession of illegal art- illegal weapons is another one of your charges at the moment. I'll get rid of all that. But I need the assistance of, I guess you two will do, at a particular event tonight. Essentially, I'm dealing with a rat in the force. He's getting what's his tonight at this fancy shindig that's being thrown. My boys will do the act, they'll whack him. You lot are in charge of cleanup. I can get you into the event. Fine, you're welcome to have free food from the buffet. 
Ain't no skin off my nose. Seems fairly straightforward. Yeah, the main twist here is the fact it's at Cleland's part. It's at Cleland's house. You recognize Cleland as the surname of one of the city council, who are the highest power in Asalas. Ah. Is Cleland going to be home? I'm guessing he will be. Cleland's running the party, but he ain't going to be in. Well, he ain't going to be in one of the libraries where my rat's beating his fate. So as long as you don't bring the house down, he ain't going to know. Not really my style. Can't speak for uh, Pepper here, but. Well, I know Riley's good at being mostly undetected. And I guess if you're into the spooky shit, maybe that'll come in handy. So what's the time? What's the time with the meeting place? Just turn up to the front gate of Cleland's mansion at the sixth bell. Tell the door. Tell the doorman that Darmot sent you. He's expecting a few of my boys. I've just traded your... I'll trade your names for theirs. Claim they had to go on patrol or something. Okay. And at the seventh bell, old ratty boy is going to get his. Once you hear that bell, make you move. Get rid of the body, any evidence left behind, and then scamper. You do it without anyone suspecting you, I'll throw in a coin for you. Alright. We got it. Out of character, most notes ever taken in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking every note possible. <laughs> As a token that I'm serious, kind of turns to one of his lackeys who hands him, like, it's like, it's like a bag. It's like a paper bag, really. And it dips in and pulls out the remains of the smoke grenade that Crowley used and puts it on... I'll say, say there's a crate there. Sure, there's a crate there. Puts it on the crate. Just to show I ain't talking shit about the evidence. Noted. But you really yep. are on this time of the year. I mean, the party's for the turn of the year, so... You had a New Year's resolutions. Well, in this case, is don't get fucking locked up. Well, enough to deal with in Crowsfoot without you more. Okay. Read out the sixth bell. Yeah, when you get in, you don't know me or my men. Got it? Okay. Once you're in, um, you don't fucking talk to me. Okay. So, the person on the door will have our names. Okay. Yeah, personal door will have your names, but doesn't mean I want you coming up and talking to me at the party. Uh, no, that's fine. I just want to make sure that if we've got if we've got to be dressed as your men or not. Just give them your names. That's all that matters. Okay. Say I sent you. Give them your names. Go in. 
Door guy's not going to be circling the party, so. Fuck's me. Try hey. not to fuck it up. Hmm. Okay, guess what happens. So. He wanders off with his two lackeys. Being old muscle boy. And you two are awkwardly left with the remains of a smoke grenade and slight embarrassment. How long you known him? Um, maybe I'll tell you at some point. Ain't known you that long. Riley, we're both in it up to our necks already. Ain't known you that long. You could be a cop yourself. Would it really? You really think that he does? I'm not a blue coat. <laughs> Riley just gives you an obvious smirk. It's clearly that she's just teasing you. We have to get along, even though we don't always see eye to eye. Okay, we have to get in. We have to do this. Obviously, so that's. I will take the remains of that smoke grenade just so no one finds it, and then like I stash it in my bag and like take this back to the back to back to the office, and I guess we should get ourselves ready to head down there. What time is it now, roughly? 11th bell. 7th bell, okay. So you have time to prepare. How are you going to deal with all this? Okay. But before you... Well, before I do the engagement roll, is there anything you want to do now? Otherwise, we're just going to time skip and launch into it. I broke my lockpicks in the last session in, in the door, didn't I? Yes, you did. So I need to get myself a new set. Okay. Do you know anyone who could get you some? That is a fantastic question. Let's see if those other won't be able to get me any. I don't have anything written down, but I mean. How would I have got my hands on them in the past? You've either filched them from someone else, you've bought them from an underground dealer, or you've kind of sweet-talked your mate Rosalind to give you some. No, why not? I'll go back to Rosalind and see if they've got any. Damn. You want to go see Rosalind? Prof, anything you want to sort? I'm going to head back to the office and just go through like put smoke grenade broke a smoke grenade in there so we've got possession of it obviously and then i'm going to uh make a repair to my make a basic repair to my jacket yeah i'm gonna say whilst you're sewing we'll go with right yeah i'm not gonna make you roll to sew <laughs> sorry puts the needle for his finger if you want to Stabs be evil. needle in eye i was gonna say you could make a finesse roll but i'm glad you don't thank you i'm not that mean Mainly because, you know, you're going to suffer enough. <laughs> I'm not cruel for the sake of cruelty. I'm cruel because it's funny or plot relevant. Okay. Okay. Right. Where does... Where does your friend normally hang out? I mean, she's quite well off, but... 
how would she meet you? Hmm. Let's see. So what's the time of day roughly again? About 11. Are we going on a 24 hour clock just to double check? Yes. So 11. It's 24 hour clock, but it's a, I think it, I said it's only five days in a week. Maybe out in one of the fancier markets at this sort of time. On the other so side. you'd go over to Brightstone? Yeah, go over to Brightstone. We'll say Rosalind as a, Rosalind as a sweet tooth. So you tend to find her around like the exotic candies and things, which tend to come in from traders for Brightstone. Because, you know, poor people can't afford sweets. Yeah. How much is, taking a glance as I'm entering this sort of area, how much are the sweets around here? Oh, they're like several silver. Uh, Too rich for that? your blood. Okay, ah, silver, right, okay. No, you kind of, let's see whether she's there today. She is there today. You kind of lurk around it, trying not to look too shady, though that's kind of hard given your whole deal. Like a dog, trying not to be a dog. You're like, yeah. Eventually you see Rosalind kind of appear with, she always has a bodyguard with her. Cause I mean, her family's well off. People have tried to nap her before, so. You know the guy's fairly chill. The name he gave you was Stanton. You're not sure if that's his actual name, but hey ho. <laughs> Why is Matt so happy about the name Stanton? Wyatt's last name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Detective Wyatt Stanton. I just had it as a shortened version of my old English teacher's name. Oh, okay. Because well, that was Stanton. <laughs> Small world. I did not know that was a name. I will be honest. Stanton's kind of there, arms folded, looking very grumpy today. Like one of his lips is basically one of his lips has kind of been torn really by you're not sure whether it was by a dog or a very jagged knife or something but there's just kind of a chunk permanently missing so he does talk with the lisp my poor boy but he's still f honestly it just makes him look scarier because it's just like these brown almost black eyes just glaring at you so they do kind of like nod in recognition Rosalind herself is a fairly slight girl. She's quiet, kind of mousy brown hair. Very slim and very... She doesn't give off the presence like she comes from money. She doesn't have like that rich person swagger. She's very awkward and polite. And she sees you and she immediately comes over for a hug. It's like, Riley! Rosalind, haven't seen you in a while. Sorry about that. Just not, not your fault. My my father keeps me busy, and you know you have to do what you do. What brings you over here? As much as I want to say to do something, unfortunately, it's more a favour than anything. Oh, but what is it? Obviously, I can't manage anything too risky because you know what my father's like. Well, you see, last using my sticks the other day for hobbies, I managed to break them. Hobbies? Yeah, hobbies. 
Did you at least swipe anything good? It was alright. Could be better, but it's a start of something interesting. It's always a good place to start. You you live such a much more exciting life than I do. And I guess people try and assassinate you less than. That is a fair point. You know, she has like a scar. She's wearing like a light dress. And you know, she has this new scar on her shoulder she didn't have when you last saw her. Hopefully they don't get away with doing more things like that. Well, that's what Stanton's here for. Ain't it, Stanton? Yes, miss. So now have you been? You good? Can't complain. Ah, boy. That's his normal answer every time. Like, if you know Rosalind for a while, every time you ask Stanton how he's doing, he's like, can't complain. <laughs> the day he does complain is the day the world will end. But that's the day the sun shows once again. And he goes, You know what, actually? You know how... I know you said I shouldn't get you anything for your birthday. Yes. I may... I may have gotten you some... nicer sticks, as it were. Well, I can't get you anything properly nice because obviously it'll make you stick out in crow's foot and I don't want you to get jumped. But, I mean, I'm not an idiot. I know exactly what you do with these sticks. I have to get you something now. Hey, if you find anything interesting when you're out, maybe bring it my way. I'm actually starting... I'm doing some really interesting research into, well, it's a bit more of, I'm looking into the actual power field surrounding all those barriers surrounding the place. I'm looking into what makes them work. Or at least, you know, when father's not in the library. How's he these days? Still grumpy? He's always grumpy. Mother tries to calm him down, but he's always raging. Raging about people on the council and people annoying him and gang members roughing up his people and me, 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 me. Uh, well, it's not sure, right? Interesting research on the power fields. Let me know what you come across with that. I will. Just, you know, don't try walking into any of them or anything. I kind of like you unbarbecued. Yeah, I'll try to avoid them. Yeah, she kind of hands over, well, she kind of like gestures at Stanton, and he kind of grumbles and pulls something out, like a pocket. And it's a nice little pair of lockpicks. They're still like the standard kind you prefer, but they seem to be made from a slightly more solid bronze. Ooh, so they won't time. break as easily. In a meta right. sense, it means if you fuck up a roll, it won't break the lockpicks. Nice, I will add that to my sheet. So just put that instead of lockpicks on your load or whatever. I'm sure these will definitely come in handy for future hobbies. Hobbies. Oh, speaking of hobbies, I actually have to run. Stanton, you said you'd you'd take me you take me to the university library. Don't give me that look, Stanton. I know my father said no, but you're my bodyguard, not his. Yes, Miss Rosalind. 
kind of waves and like darts off. And Stanton, seeing her dart off, is like, oh shit, darts off. Mate, just check around the corner, make sure she's safe as she goes off into the distance, and then I'll go back into the shadows and start making my way back to. Yeah, Stanton the catches up fairly quickly. He's just like, Vroom. yeah, make sure Stanton catches up first before I leave. Yeah, Rosalind's fine. You are going back to, I guess, Blake. Yes, that's my plan. Okay, so... I'm thinking this is kind of coming up on what would be the engagement I'm gonna say that this is... This is a social one. None of the others... This, Yeah, this is a social score. The social connection in this case was satisfied by you not pissing off Dharma. I was tempted to, but I thought she probably should have. I knew you were tempted to. I was like... No, I, I, I was... I will be honest, I was pushing his buttons. Yeah. And then Blake was like... was practically ready to do a fucking confession with the pair of us. Let's all have a it's little talk like, about our lord and saviour. It's almost like we don't do crime. It's almost like you're all good people. Oh, wait. <laughs> So we have the point of infiltration, which means for this engagement role, one for sheer luck, because you're basic. Uh, Is this operation bold or daring? I mean, you are trying to hide a murder in the party of one of the most powerful people in the city, so I'm going to say yes. Does it expose a vulnerability? No, because no. No. Any of your friends or contacts provide aid? Not really. No. Dermot's basically gone. Go. That's not really aid, is it? Damn it, I knew I should have had him as a friend. Yeah, but then Rosalind will be your enemy, and that's just sad. And we can't have wholesome sweets. Yeah. So you only have two. So lower odds. Let's, let's see if fortune favours you slash me. Okay, a five and a two. So we take the five. Okay. Okay. I can live with a five. That's a mixed one. result. So. Okay. I'm going to say we, t- we skip to the sixth bell. It goes. You have to like strain to be able to tell the difference between the bells marking the time and the bells marking someone's died. The death ones are a bit more dong. Well, you're at the door and you kind of. Kind of awkwardly wait. What are you both wearing to this party? That is a great question. I've sort of dressed myself a bit a bit smarter. I mean, I've got, I'm, I've gone not quite for the full the full tux, but not far of it. Sort of like if I was to appear this like the tenth Doctor sort of thing, <laughs> but, but, but like a, but a bright blue suit, bright okay, blue Sanchez. suit. Way to stand up. Would you fair bright blue, bright blue suit and um, white shirt underneath, um, but with, but with a smart bow tie. Okay, Riley, what are you wearing? Okay, so I've had to ditch some of the satchels, obviously taking in a lighter load on this job. 
I've basically. Yeah, I'm gonna say that by the definition of this fancy party, you're both on light load by default. I'm afraid. That's fine with me. I've ditched like the top half of me normal thief gear and gone for just like a blouse which matches the trousers and the boots, just like a fairly dark purple color. Okay. I think that's fancy enough for you to get in. Yeah, very formal, like a casual formal, basically, more than anything. Basically, you're entering because you've been allowed in rather than because you're rich and should be there anyway. Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't walk up to the, um, the, um, Garcia, good afternoon, peasant, and throw him 20 coins. (laughs) Good afternoon, peasant, be gone! A gang in like 20 heists time. How do we fix this issue? Just throw coins at it. Honestly, you might. But you get in, perfectly fine. Guy on the door. You're like, yeah, I'm here for I'm here for Dharmat Singh. He kind of looks, looks at both of you, looks at his list of names, is going, really? And Blackie. Yep, yeah, really in Blackie. Blackie. Lakey, whatever. He, he goes by That's us, yeah. All right, come in, come in. Nice bow tie, sir. Thank you. Better look cool. You kind of glance at the list on the way past, and literally what's happened is Dharma has crossed out the names of the two guard, the two blue coats who were supposed to come, and written really as in. This is really important. And Blackie. Like like a child would call a dog. That is black. Very subtle, Dharmat. 10 out of 10. If it works, it works. Indeed. So what I am going to do is I'm going to start a clock called Thrown Out. It's got no pieces in it right now. It is a... How many pieces should I give this? Six? Yeah. I'm going to give this six pieces. If you fill it up, you will be thrown out of the party. And this heist will count as failed. At any point during this, you can call a flashback. Which will allow you to jump back in time and say you've prepared something. Or you've found out information. And then we resume in time, saying that that's already happened. If you're worried about a roll not going well and you need it to go well, you can either push yourself, which gives you two stress, but you get an extra d6. Or you can ask me for a devil's bargain, where I will make you an offer that will improve your situation, but will add a consequence or a twist. Are we all happy? I think so. Let's not fuck it up. Welcome to the party. This mansion is... Basically, think the White House, but steampunky grunge. You think he's compensating for something? Oh, everyone in the council is definitely compensating. Absolutely. You tell that he's not funding the university, can't you? Try not to talk. Let's just do this. You're led up like a gravel path through like several topiaries into kind of an open 
basically they've opened the ballroom area out into the garden bit which you know you wouldn't expect them to do because you know the weather is smog that is the weather <laughs> but they've kind of strung up lights kind of got a cover over in case it rains there are various waiters and sommeliers going around offering drinks and food little canapes there is a quiet it's like a little orchestra in the corner by little orchestra i mean an eight-piece orchestra impressive people be fancy i'm picturing something along the lines of the a level in from paris from hitman one but punky oh i was thinking um hitman three the winery on board. where that ballroom is or like the dance floor yeah yeah on board with that yeah I have no idea because I have not played Hitman yet. No, but this is a very decadent, yeah. open space ballroom. People are kind of mingling. You can see, you can clearly tell who belongs to what group, really. Very There's, clicky. It's not clicky. It's by their standard of dress. Anyone of like the high-ranking nobility and the city council... And those associated with them are all in the finest silks and garb you can get, encrusted with jewels, very fancy, all high leet fashion. Then you have kind of the important members of gangs who have been invited to these events. Gangs run Masalas. And, well... Obviously, no gang leaders are actually present because none of them are dumb enough to turn up themselves and potentially get poisoned. So, but there's a lot of their second in commands and kind of their head of securities and things who have turned up to these gigs and are kind of circling. They're all in, they're basically all in the equivalent of tuxes. Even the ladies, they're basically all just wearing the same black tux with slightly rougher looking boots at the underneath it's very much like they've just shoved them into a tux and gone go they do not look pleased I really stand out don't I then you have all the blue coats who are in like you have all the blue coats who most of them are in their uniform in obviously their blue coat aha so funny Kind of wandering around but none of them their weapons are all sheathed they're not like openly hostile or anything any of them that were wearing hats have kind of taken it off there's some academics wandering around in similar garb to you blake you don't recognize them you think they're from like research institutes rather than the university they see they're paid well mm. but they all have the kind of similar awkward approach to you and then there's various important nobodies. Basically, people you don't recognize but had to have gotten an invite for some reason who went for the smart, casual approach that Riley went for. So you don't stick out. Yet. Yet. You right, have right. a bit of time till the seventh bell. So, go forth, children. Commit crime. Right, we need to do some mingling, I think. Yeah. I don't think we should stick together, though. So you, I, I got... agree. So we need to get as much information as we can about because it's happening in the library, isn't it? 
maybe I should go and scope the place out just so we get an idea of like exits that sort of thing you mingle around it here and see if you can find any information which may be useful in case we need to blackmail um, a Dharma layer. I mean, I'm just saying, not, he's not really one you're going to get away with that with. So why needs to be something good? You know, and to face it, you know him better than I. It never uh, hurts, never hurts like, to have some leverage on the blue coats. Slightly different approach. I'm a bit better at making my way around here. Like, I don't talk to people at all, so perhaps you should get some information and I'll do your role. Okay, well, you check out, you go check out the library and find, like, places of egress, exit points, um, places but I mean, I don't it's want to... Because the view is fantastic. I don't want to have... I don't want to have to chop a body up. So... Let's see if we can find another way. If, it, if it's static one and it's windows, you do, you do that and I will mingle and see if there's any information I can get, maybe get the drop on him sort of thing. You're chopping bodies up. It's weird what you and your students do to those poor animals, but for science, I guess, can I head off? It, it, well, have to create ghosts somehow. It's just, you're just like... He's talking about all of this in a. You're talking about all of this in a crowded room, full of people. I'm. I'm, I'm discussing quietly. I'm on. I've, you're both probably off to the side, talking mm. quietly. You're not that yeah. dumb. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, also, I, it is the height of social impoliteness to just be stood in the middle of a room talking to someone loudly, like. And then I said, as one of the um, servers go past, I do grab a shoe, drink that. Put the empty glass down before I sneak out the room and see what sort of like windows and vantage points I can find that's closest to the library. Maybe okay. like a quiet section that no one walks past too much. As Riley heads off, uh, Blake will um, just like wave down a server and take a glass of wine. Ha ha! <laughs> Method acting. What are? What are? More like, what are you doing? But no, you will. We'll stay with Schmoozy Boy first. So, are you looking to approach anyone in particular? I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm going to. I'm going to look around and see if I can overhear anything in particular. If there's any like mention of some of someone being given an award, um, just so I can get a good idea of what the guy looks like because I want to actually all this sort of thing could be very helpful regarding cleaning up a crime scene okay give me a roll for that uh, I think it's a survey whichever one you want it to be as long as you can convince me uh, I think a survey roll yeah you want to kind of examine mm. yeah because I need to I need to listen I need to just like I'm looking around for people Scanning, um, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, like little radar dish, basically looking around ears like bats. Everyone's concerned. Oh, the three and two. Okay, so we take the three. Either way, that's still a fail. Because blades be unforgiving like that. Yep. You made the mistake of as you were talking to Riley and you were both kind of outlining your plan. You moved closer to the orchestra. 
which means as you're trying to survey the room, you just kind of aggressively just have a brass, like a trumpet in your ear, just going bwah, bwah. <laughs> You don't hear anything, mainly because your ears are now like The main thing you can grasp from the room is that, you know, it's busy. They're all quite important. You're guessing that from what Dharma told you, it's going to be one of the people in uniform. Which does okay. narrow the field, but you don't know which one it is. You can see Dharma. Mm. He's entered the party by this point and is talking with some... Some of the other official-looking blue coats, who you think are captains of different regions. I'm assuming that he's not talking to the quote Varat, because if that was the case, because that would be way too obvious. I feel you don't know if he's talking to the rat mm. or not because you don't know who the rat is. Mm. You've just been told to go to the library. <laughs> yeah, so after. yeah, so I'm I'm assuming not. I don't know if it's certain. I'm assuming he's not going to be talking to him because it would obviously be too. It may just be a connection thing after he Yeah, he's died. talking to generic yeah. contact number four. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to take my wine, try and ring my ears a little bit as I'm subtly as I'm wandering around. Just just like just schmoozing. Whilst keeping an ear out for the bell, knowing that it will be coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. So Give me a study roll just to see if you can glean anything else. Okay, I have one dot in study, so that's one die. And that's a five. Okay. The main bit you can get, because you kind of circle... You get pulled into a dance by what looks like... She looks like a young recruit to the blue coat. She's still kind of got, you know, that look of innocence rather than the look of taking joy and crushing the joy of the poor. Which kind of awkwardly asks you to dance. And as you're dancing, you're both kind of awkwardly shuffling. Because <laughs> they've tr they've tried to play like a tango style thing and you're like, I don't know how my feet work. Relatable. And she's there going, I don't know how to move in these boots. Because she's in uniform and she's like, I'm not used to this. But you kind of swing past where Dharma and where he's now talking to two others who aren't the same ones from the alleyway. There's one captain and one runt, really. Just there, and he's... You can't overhear anything, but you kind of see him look at... Like, talking to the captain, then gives, like, a nod. Not, like, a sideways nod, but, like, a nod of acknowledgement to the grunt who's there who then makes his way through the crowd and goes the direction Riley was going. Got to jump to Riley now. Hey. Whilst you dance in place. Yeah. So, the library's upstairs. Thankfully, this is a three-story building rather than a two-story. So the first floor is available to you to for guests to wander around. There is a rope blocking the way to go any higher. And several beefy looking people there looking like they're ready to cut a bitch. If you try to go any higher, so. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. 
there's currently a group of academics kind of all sat having a con they're sat at like you know how hallways can have like benches it's like rich people equivalent of benches all plush and fancy and there's a bunch of academics kind of sat there with like a glass of wine and a few canapes in the hand around what is the door frame to the library like you can get through easily they're just annoying and they're just kind of going oh that is so funny i did not know that graduate students could be so inept so i can get into the library yeah it's just you you're not getting in undetected they will have seen you go in so hmm. i'm probably a bit risky but what i'm gonna do is I'm going to just like walking casually because if I'm if I'm walking in like cautiously, then something's going to be obvious. But if I'm just strolling along casually, then I'm probably no more than a um, just a nosy guest at this party. You stroll in kind of. There's a few people perusing the library. There's a couple of like older gentlemen who are flicking through books fascinated there's you're pretty sure there's at least three separate couples making out behind various bookcases just every time you round a corner you're like nope not that corner not that corner you kind of wander your way through this is not the big you know that each of the city council have a massive library in their homes all the nobles do You've been around the one in Rosalind's house a couple times and it's bloody massive already. But this seems to be like a subsection of it that they're allowing visitors into. Like there's a few doors off to the side that you think probably go to like the main expanse of the library. But obviously they're locked and someone stood there looking angry. You kind of get to a corner bit where there is a window several bookcases that seem to be focused entirely on they seem to be entirely focused on the history of logging <laughs> store logs all about big fat logs the big fat log train will never die it will live forever it's all about logging and agriculture and you're just there like wow what a fascinating section Hmm. I sit it is the most the... isolated part of the room. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit on the windowsill and just take a look out at the view. Um, as I do that, does it? I have two questions. One, how far down of a drop is it, and like what's on the ground down there? Like once you get down from the drop, what's in that area, does it look busy, etc. And would a body go through there? Real questions in life. Uh, yes, a body could fit through the window. You'd have to swing it open wide, but it's one of those ones that's on like a hook. Just to hold it in place if the wind blows, so you can just unhook it. It's not hard. Uh, beneath you is... I'm going to say there's some flower beds there. 
and then immediately like a gravel pathway that goes towards some kind of hedge maze. So with precise aiming, yes, you could get a body in a flower bed. Or it, it would land on the gravel. And how far of a drop is it? Uh, it's two floors. Two floors, so 16, 17 feet? Or is it, or is this built, or are these bones like a bit fancier with like thicker floors in, whatever? It's, we'll say it's about 15 feet because just because you only had to go one set of stairs for this, but obviously this would be fancy and it's up a hill and everything. Alright, I will make notes. I'm so proud. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I should keep an eye out for. I'm going to grab a book off the shelf and sit on the windowsill for a, a few minutes just so it doesn't look like I've just so I don't look too out of place before putting the book back and I reckon I'll make my way back okay that's fine I'll say you make your way back as the song ends and Blake can finally stop dancing thanks for that these rich people like really long songs. Like Bohemian Rhapsody long. Yikes. The young lady's like, thanks. And then scuttles off. I'll grab two flutes of um, champagne and find um, Blake in the crowd. Riley appears with alcohol. Get handing him a um, flute as I approach. And it go. Oh, fantastic views here. Not it, it, a lot of people making out, so it's not quite as quiet as I'd like it to be. Is it, um, what about, um, you know, as, um, Blake, like, indicates to the side a little bit casually with with holding his love but with some like indicates the side of the room so no one overhears sort of thing. Anywhere obvious or subtle should I say man? Oh no it's <clears throat> it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to sort of get any piece here really it's not required to read at all upstairs I mean you got the one window so which drops down onto a flower bed overlooking a beautiful hedge maze this place is fantastic but apart from that it's not you can't really get away from anyone here so from what I've seen so far so no 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 closets or anything to hang your coat in then um, what do I notice? Any closets upstairs? None that were openly obvious. Okay, yeah, no, no obvious closets. They tiny coats in, but then again, uh, it's a bit cold in the library, so it might make sense to keep your coat on. Mm, smart, smart. So you're saying there's a lovely hedge maze. Was there any good displays of flowers in general or not? There 
typical typical sort of flowers you see in this area. So quite big ones then. Yeah, they're fairly fairly big sets of flowers. Okay, the talking code like this when me and Alex don't have a first clue about how talking code to each other is amazing. <laughs> I, I'm, I tr- I'm trying to not be as obvious as I'm, I'm just trying to talk about the grounds. I don't know what you're on about. What do you mean there's no crime going on here? I will save you from it though because the seventh Thank bell you. does go. Yeah. And you quickly surmise exactly why Dharma specified the seventh bell because. Cleland, who is a very, looks about in his mid-40s, bright blonde hair, pale skin, blue eyes, kind of very snazzy suit. He's got like, it's got, it's like a black tux jacket, but with like blue trimming on the inside and a crisp white shirt and a lovely tie. And cufflinks that definitely you think you could probably live the rest of your life by selling. And he strides up to the middle of the central staircase. Because this room has three staircases. It's like one side one that you can just go up to the library. That's fine. Another side one that you see various servants and sommeliers running up and down with trays on. And then the central one, which is the fancy one, obviously. Yeah. McClellan kind of stands up climbs about three steps, twirls around, kind of taps, does the tapping his spoon on the glass thing. Well, I would like to thank everyone for coming out to this little shindig that we are running. Obviously, myself and the rest of the council want to thank you all for your hard work in the past year's turn. Be that keeping the peace, work working your businesses, you know, keeping all the wonderful city of Asalas running. You are all treasured citizens, and I hope that we will continue to serve you properly in the year to come. Now, obviously, canapes and wine are on me tonight. Everyone kind of laughs at that. And yes, you're allowed more than one glass of wine. You see one guy in the corner is like, with like four. <laughs> And the canopies will be going until the ninth bell, so don't worry. You don't have to eat everything now. You can try bits and pieces. Of course, a hand to my lovely orchestra over here. who will be playing all night. The orchestra do not look thrilled by this. It's like awkward. (laughs) Sad violin screech. And obviously, thank you to my staff who are who have worked tirelessly to make sure this night goes well. Naturally, just, you know, everyone enjoy yourselves. I hope to chat with as many of you as I can. And I'm sure we will have some fruitful arrangements born from tonight's merriment. Enjoy yourselves. Orchestra, play! They look at him like, we're not fucking dogs, but then they play like dogs. They just start playing like a slow tune and people kind of applaud. They do like the posh person clap. They do the Dumbledore clap from the first Harry Potter film. That's what they do. I cannot remember the first film. And everyone goes back to what they were doing. Uh, I will um, 
raising my eyebrows and then nod at Riley because obviously Seven Bella's gone. We need to make our move now. You go first, I'll be up in a second. It'll look spelled if we both go in with the library at the same time. Indeed. See you presently. And I will make my the direction towards the library. That's fine. You stroll on up. It's no one's really going in and out of the library right now, so you're not it's not like there's people judging you. No one particularly cares. One of the people guarding the rope to go further up just kind of nod at you. I nod back out of civility. Go through the doorway, look yeah. around. Standard library. Not as good as the university ones, but hey. <laughs> You'll do. There's kind of panelled windows across one wall, big bookcases. You know, a few hidey holes that people could, you know, hide and make out in. If that's what Riley was alluding to. And oh, look, that's a corpse. Okay. Um, is there anyone else in here? No. Okay, cool. Um, I will quickly um, duck into and out into one of the hidey holes in case anyone does walk in and see me in here with a dead body. Let's face it. And I will, and I will, and I will, and I will do my best to see how they've been killed. Is there any blood, that sort of thing? Okay, give me probably study. Let's see, study is one d six. Six. Oh, never mind. Okay, six. There is a corpse of the young woman you were dancing with. The young blue coat you were dancing with. Oh no! <laughs> the blonde hair, kind of. It wasn't like a tight bun, but obviously during the fight, it's come undone because there's actually a massive. Basically, they've caved her skull in with a candelabra that is laying bloodstained next to her on the floor. There are Jesus. there is a massive pool of blood coming from her hair that's kind of spread out like a halo. Okay, that's not... Several books that have fallen on the floor that she's clearly knocked off in an attempt to fight back. Some of the, like, the chair by the windowsill and things is knocked set, knocked over. And there's what looked like fingernail marks in the floor. Like, she's tried to drag herself for help. Oof. At this point, Riley walks in and is like, well... <laughs> Riley goes, hmm, what a nice day in the library. Dum, dum. Oh. Okay, I will very subtly close the doors behind me. Um, are there is this door is it like the library door lockable from both sides? You don't see an obvious lock on either side, but it opens inwards so that you could jam jam it if you needed. Okay, yes, I will firstly find something to jam the door. Okay, just give me survey or study, whichever one you prefer. Can I help? If you if you want to use hey, the help works. if you want to use the help helping in Blades in the Dark is the person helping takes one stress and the person doing the role gets an extra D6. 
I will take one stress. Okay. So if you have no dots in something, you now just roll one d6. Uh, I have one dot in the survey, so... So roll be... two d6. Happy Christmas. And Matt, you... Oh! I'm taking a picture. That's a six and a one. Two, two sixes. Crit, 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 two crits in a row. So I'm taking one stress. Okay, I'm making a note of that. Yep, one stress for you, and a critical success for Alex. Jesus Christ! No, you managed to find actually. It's kind of creepily perfect. There is a half. There's a bookshelf in the corner, whose bottom shelf has been removed because the tomes they've put in are like fucking massive. They are like enormous ancient tomes of some religion that you don't know. And clearly they've been so heavy that they've actually snapped this, like the board, the base of the bookshelf in half. And taking one of the halves of that bit of wood slots perfectly over the two door handles. This is a set of double doors. So you've essentially braced the inside such that anyone coming in would have to knock it down pretty hard several times to get in without you wanting them to. Right. That's going to buy us some time. No one's actively looking for her at a moment. So let's quickly, let's quickly, first of all, hide the body. That's the first thing we've got to do. Then make them clean up the mess. Okay. You got to get the body out of here realistically. Yes, exactly. Um, so, has you got any? Has you got any like rags on her? <clears throat> Open up an upper coat. Has you got like any rags on her? I mean, all the blood's coming from her head, so feasibly you could make use of what her clothes are. I will. I will take. Like the, she has her blue coat jacket. I'll take her blue coat jacket and and immediately start mopping the bl- and immediately mop the blood with that for, on the floor already and. Um, I will take, and yeah, that's what I'll do first. Mop up blood the best I can. I will take off my jacket, um, so I don't get any blood on it. So it's not obvious when we're leaving the room. That's fine. You both hear a bell go, which is the dong of the spirit bell, which has indicated someone has died. So, you know, she just died right in front of you. Enjoy that. Oof. Right, okay. We've got okay. to get moving. We have got Mopping to get moving now. Blood, fine. Okay, blood is being mopped up. Okay, yep. Riley, so find, I... find, the, find the place we've got to get rid of his body now. I already have one. Um, right, so now that the blood's mopped up and bits are packed away, um, what I, I'll make sure, like, how would I phrase this? Um, I'll, like, cut a bit of the coat I'll cut like the coat in half and wrap it around her head in a tight knot to try and suppress some of the bleeding cut with what? Uh, and I would have a, I would have taken a blade in with me only a okay. six mark, mark one off your load then you have a blade in blades in the dark in madness yeah and I'll tie it tightly around her head to try and suppress the bleeding or at least when we That's carry smart. the body it doesn't drip Look at this intelligent play. I'm so proud. Okay. I'm a lot thick. I wasn't. I wasn't sure how this go with you two because you are my most chaotic friends. I'm still not sure how this is gonna go. We we we, we have 
we're always at the far is we with mopping up blood and stopping a wound from bleeding. Right now we're at Moira level. Okay, so who knows at this point? Yeah. Um Okay, so I quickly bring um what not Wyatt. I quickly bring Blake up I've been thinking Wyatt the whole time as well, not for Wyatt. And point to point to the flower bed underneath. Okay. Uh, is, it a straight, is it a straight drop down? It's a uh, straight let... drop if she doesn't fall at an angle. Okay, uh, slight. I'm going to do a flashback. Okay. Um. Hmm, maybe tuck it in. You can flashback to one. earlier in the heist as well. It's yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have had to do this beforehand. Um, I would have got some a good length of rope. Okay. Yep. That's. I won't give you any stress for that. You would have gone and procured some rope. That's fine. Yeah. So mark rope off on your load then. Okay. okay. So examining this window when I came up here, there's not a lot of traffic. So what we need to do is we need to lower the body down, and then. So here's what I'm thinking. You go out the front. Oh, to this flower bed. I'll lower the body down to you. And then use my rope to lower myself down. Yeah, great idea doing that, but we've still got to sort about there's still a massive disturbance in this room to tidy up as well. Uh, I'll there deal are with... books all over the floor, furniture, like splinters from where she dragged across the floor. And yeah, we've got. Win- oh, yeah, the window is open. It wasn't open earlier. Yeah, so you get to close it from the inside. So Brain we need. To, so first things first. Let's, let's. I mean, let's focus on tidying up this mess here. Because I'm guessing you've got the body to the window. Yeah. I'm Would assuming it's on the windowsill. Yes, yeah, so I guess I'm assuming that you've got it to the windowsill. Yeah, I'm assuming okay. we we like hoisted up. You got the legs. I get. You get the torso. I get the legs up to the up to the window. Baduke. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it there for now for time being. Let's, let's sort out the, the as best we can, the scratch marks on the floor. I'm, I'm not suggesting maybe we sand it down or anything, but maybe we can move a rug, maybe. Um, regarding the books, I'm going to try and clear the books as far as best I can to put back on the shelves. Use what's left of the what's left of the coat you I cut off to try and clean up some of the stains on the book, and I'll um, see if I can dust up the floor and make it a bit neater looking. I'll do the best I can with that, yes, for sure. Okay, I'm not going to make either of you roll that. That's basic common sense. I'm. You make a little pile of like wood shavings in the corner, and you manage to get you get all the books back onto a shelf. You're not sure if it's the right shelf, but hey, they're not on the floor. Yeah, it's not obvious. Well, yeah, some of the books are a bit stained, but you'd only know that once you open them. Yeah. Um. What about the scratch marks? So is there is there a rug on the floor I can move, or is there one at all? Not really. No, I wouldn't move the rugs. I would just maybe just like if, if there's any noticeable splinters, just try and use. There my are scratch marks in the in the floor. There's scratch marks in the floor. What have I got left in? My is room? there anything on the walls we can use? Is there any like 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 bears or anything on the walls? Or anything like hunt kills or anything like that? Why? I don't think you can fit like if 
well, I'm, I'm wondering if there's like we could take one off and like feel like they've been trying something new maybe in the room. I'm thinking think Feng Shui sort of thing. I'm guessing not. Okay. No, let, no. let's see them where they are. Maybe a drunk person did this. I mean, this is a party. Rich people get drunk all the time. They can't help themselves at parties. What if we? What if we were to commit the drunk person to pass out here? That's risky. More risk than I'm willing to take. To be true, honest. true. And um, the guards right at the top of the stairs, so it's too risky. It is a bit risky. Yeah, good point. Um, right. Um, is it right in the middle of the floor, basically? Uh, it's on the far right-hand side of the room, by the far window. So as soon as you turn the corner, they're fairly obvious. But you know, the blood's not there. But there's still like the chair knocked over and everything. Okay, is the chair in one piece or broken? Yeah, it's like one of those armchairs. Okay, well I will write all the furniture as well, because that's something you should do obviously and basically put, clean up the scene best we can. I will clean up everything. I'll I'll write the scene as best I can, apart from the um apart from the, the scratch marks because I don't feel like something I actually can sort. No, prepare the um I've been keeping an eye on the window and I kept an eye on the window when I came up here. That I, I, there's not much traffic going to the hedge maze, is there? Not right now. There might be some later when drunk people feel more adventurous, but it's too early in the evening for most. Okay, so I'm preparing my um rope I found somewhere where I can like tie it to, because I don't trust dice rolls. Okay, whilst you're, whilst you're doing it to lower down. Whilst you're doing that, before you before you do that, uh, I'm going to compel. Compel? Do you want to try and attune with a ghost? I'm going to try and attune with the ghost of the girl who died. Fucking hell, okay. <laughs> you know, either rest of me gummy bears or that. Okay, roll me in a tune roll, please. Hey. If you can see if she even wants to talk to you. Five and a three. Take the five. Okay. You kind of, you have to, you don't have to focus for very long because her ghost is essentially sat on the windowsill glaring at her dead body. She looks exactly how she did when she was on the dance floor with you. Which kind of glances across, realizing you're looking directly at her. Recognizes you and is like, why? Why am I there? Long story short, you're dead. I, I'm, I'm dead? Yes. I, I, I remember a fight and I remember a man and God, my head hurts. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Um, basically, I can't explain right now, but um, I promise you I can help explain this to you in time. And I'd like to pull up one of my spirit bottles to take her with us. Okay, compel, please. Compel, yes. And mark off one of your spirit bottles from your load, please. Okay, one spirit. Okay. 
Okay, so to compel, um, I just do I just attune, do I or not? Compel. It's essentially a tune, yeah. Okay. Five and a one. You take the five. Okay. Success with the complication. I'm going to say the complication is as she goes into this jar, she does scream. Uh oh. And you hear footsteps coming towards the library door now. It's like the big heavy boots. Dud, 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 dud. Okay. Um, so I've used one. Okay, so we've, we've got very limited time here. Right. Here's what we're going to do. I've, I've secured the rope. Get down there. And I'm going to throw you down the body. Okay. Um, I will... Um... That's, 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 so you're that's... jumping out a window. Cool. Oh, yeah. I've tied... I've... You, the rope is there for him to use. Okay, so I'm, I'm guessing you've tied the boy to one end of it. Yeah. No, I've, t- I've secured the rope to somewhere where it's not gonna, like, tie the rope to the closest, like, mounted thing, so you can, like, try and get so, down the rope. No, uh, I, I will do that. I will basically ab- I will abseil as fast as I can down at, down at you. Okay, what kind of role would that be? I'm guessing that would be... That's such a D&D tactic. <laughs> Such um, a bloody cat burglar tactic. Um, I'm a it's my shit. Not mine, no. Not mine at all, Alex. I ha- I have a plan. Trust me. I, I believe that. I'm using my brain. I'm using my brain I'm gonna today. Gonna say it's not really wreck. Is it finesse? Sure. This bit's finesse. I'll give you finesse for this. I don't in finesse. <laughs> I know. I haven't written down what you all have dots in. Okay, so I'm gonna push myself. Take two stress and get an additional die. Please tell me that's two ones. So two and a one. Oh. <laughs> you take the two. Still a failure. Okay. I, I even pushed myself. What more do you want from me? <laughs> no, you did well. I'm going to use the battery quickly, so I will be back in two minutes. You will have options here. None of them good. I mean, none of them are great. You can choose to resist the consequences of this, but you will take more stress. Currently, you basically, you, your hands slip on the rope about, I said this was about 15 foot high, about five foot down so you fall 10 feet and you land quite roughly on your ankle and you would you'll take level two harm sprained ankle you can choose to resist this and it would lower the it would lower the harm to level one and it would just be a twist how much it will stress, take more stress how much stress would it be well resistance works as so this would be a prowess resistance role how many dots do you have in skills that are prowess one you would roll a d6 and we would do six minus whatever you get and you take okay. ha- the result of that calculation i will take that risk okay please roll it 
One. You take five stress. That puts me on eight stress. Okay, any higher and you're traumatized. <laughs> oh boy. But, I mean, but you are down harm. to level one harm rather than level Okay, two. I'm down. Okay. Yeah, you make it down, but you have a twisted ankle now. I'm down with a twisted ankle and eight stress. Jesus what? Christ. <laughs> well, it was going to be a sprained ankle and level two harm, but he resisted and then he rolled a one on the resistance. Okay. A slight recap. What have I missed? I thought he jumped I out the window. Foot. Wait, he didn't use the rope. No, he used the rope for five foot. Lost his hold. Dropped ten feet onto his ankle, which badly sprained it. Was going to be level two harm. I offered him the chance to resist. He took it, but resistance is six minus the the highest number on a dice you roll, and he only had one dice, and he rolled a one. So five plus the three stress he's already gained. Today. My dice have not been with me today. Dice are not with you, my dude. But I'm down. So made it down. So I will motion quickly because I'm guessing they're okay. going to be right behind you. Can I hear it yet? They are currently ramming the door. Okay. Um, I'm going to. Right. Um, the body. Is there any um? Is there any blood, like blood stains that are still sort of wet? On the body? Yeah. There's blood kind of seeping through the wrap you've made around her head, but apart from that, no. Okay. Um, I'm gonna dab my fingers in that blood and sort of wipe it underneath my nose. There's a reason behind it. And then no, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. And then I'm going to drop the lower down, sort of make sure he's looking up and then drop the body to him. It usually like, doesn't it fall, like an, like, a, like an elevator with the, with the um, cable cut to this point. Or you lower Try and lower it down, down as much as I can using the rope, but obviously I'm going to reach a limit to how low I can lower the body on my end. Obviously trying to do this all at a significant speed. speed. Okay. So once I'd let go of the body for him to catch, I'm not gonna I'm ignoring him. Um I'm ignoring what he's doing, and I'm gonna undo the rope in front of the window. And then I'm gonna make my way to the door where the guards are. So I drop the body as I make my way to the door, loosen the rope and let that drop out the window. Okay, I'm gonna call this a skirmish roll for Blake. Okay, okay. I have no dots in skirmish, so roll two. Take Disadvantage. The lowest... so take roll. Take, take, take roll. Well, I, I know I dropped a lot this of This ain't finesse because <laughs> you're just ye- getting a body yeeted at you. <laughs> I, 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 we. Oh, we shouldn't have taken. Shouldn't have taken a fucking corpse. So uh, close. Skirmish, yeah. Yes. Lowest is four. That's good though. You catch it. It does win. Like you are winded, and you both and you land with a body on top of you in it, in a flower bed. It started going cold, I'm guessing. A little bit, and you are just there, like, well, there's dirt all over my coat. Oh my coat upstairs, Phil. 
Yes. Riley, you get to the door. And I'm guessing you take the wooden thing off, because currently they're, like, hammering on it. Yeah. Just ruffle up my hair and just, like, pop a button so it's all my clothes are messed up. And then I'll um, move the um, thing. And basically, my intention is to look dazed as absolute shit with blood on the nose, messed up hair. Okay. You kind of, you open the door. Like, are you opening it or are you just going to, like, let them charge in now that you've moved the object? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to do this in a way where I don't seem to be that alerted. Like, I'm more... Like, I'm a little bit out of it because I've tripped over and banged me face. Okay, I I can offer you a devil's bargain. All right, let's hear it. You can get away with acting dazed and things. That's fine. But you will be taken to see the medic. So you're not going to be able to leave the party right away. Hmm. You're welcome to reject it and try your luck with the dice. And if I if I take stress, you can roll more dice, can't you? Yeah, you can. So you can, if you need to convince these guards, you're probably going to be rolling sway. And I know you have no dots in sway. Yes, I don't have any dots in sway. So you can take two stress and get an extra die. Which in this case would cancel out the disadvantage. Okay, as I walk up to the door, I take a deep breath and just give myself a punch in the nose, try and make it bleed a little bit before I open the door. Okay, wreck at yourself, I guess, or skirmish if you have either. Uh, nope, so it's two dice, take the lower number. Yep. One of them fell off the um, table, so I'll just roll the other one. Yep. The two freeze. Okay, I'm gonna say the failure in this case is actually you break your nose. So take level one harm, you've broken your nose. Uh, level one harm. I'll just put a you, in the heart You box. meant to like knock it slightly such that it would like burst a blood vessel. And you'd have like a slight trickle of blood, but you accidentally just kind of wham. It does mean, like, you have impressive bruising, like, starting up under your eyes and on your nose and things. No. Meanwhile, Blake's just in a flower bed, like, this is fine. I think to myself, we're a bit of luck, Blazer's going now, otherwise we're all fucked. And I open the door. Three guards kind of stagger back when they see you. Like, Miss, are you all right? You're bleeding. It was my bad. I've had too much to drink. I thought I'd just have some fun in the library. Quiet. <clears throat> Quieter up here. But Oh, I've made such a mess. Uh, I'm so sorry I fell over. 
Are, are you sure? It looks like you were punched. Is 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 someone in there with you? Are they are they threatening you? No, just I've dropped it, my champagne glass somewhere in there. But I I, I don't know. I just my nose hurts. <laughs> At least let us let us let us take you to see the doctor. I mean, it looks like you that needs to be fixed. Oh, um, we. My father has a doctor. I'm sure he could see to it. I I wouldn't want to take up his time. Uh, roll me a sway. Sway. So how much stress do I need to take to add dice to this? Because I'd rather not two. roll the lowest. Two stress, and that then I could roll two normal. these normal one dice. Okay, so yeah, you only get one because you're at so disadvantage right now. So two stress, and oh, which dice do we take? I'm going to take blue because he's been lucky so far. It's a five. Okay. He's suspicious, but he's not going to insist. He essentially is like, if if you're sure, miss, then then okay. At, at least allow me to have one of my guards escort you to the gate. Yes, thank you. I might need a bit of help with the stairs. Yes. That's enough champagne for one night, I think. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, escort this young lady. And give her a hand with the stairs. Especially, especially in, you know... She might have a concussion or something. Just keep an eye on her, alright? And, like, a young man, like, offers you his arm. Kind of helps you down the stairs. He's like, oh. And you hear a distant sound of Peter. Peter, get the staff to come help clean up this, in case... The miss wasn't openly bleeding everywhere but you know that first instance from a head wound can be quite painful and we don't want other guests walking in and finding blood and he's dealing with that we cut immediately to blake in a flower bed the corpse okay how deep is, how deep is the flower bed it's pretty deep it's it's one of those flower beds that has like lots of little bushes and I'm my slap bang in the middle, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, like those, you know, the bushes in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Just those, like all in a pile. Okay, so, so I'm so pretty well hidden here. To be fair. Yeah, you are. Like lying down, no one would see you. Okay, I will leave a body hidden in a flower bed, and I will, um, roll to the side nearest the house and then I will and then I will observe my surroundings before I stand up make sure there's no guards immediately in the area I'll also pretty glance up to make sure no one's looking down okay quick study please study okay one dice the five can't see anyone above you. And 
there are some people wandering around, but they don't look like guards. They look like drunk party goers heading towards like the hedge maze and things. So they're drunk. It's not that you're not allowed out here. They're not. They're, they're not paying me any heed. No, they thing. don't care. Okay, cool. Then I will. I will get to my feet, being careful on my ankle a little bit because it's a little tender still, but I can walk. I'm guessing, and um, just dust myself down, and uh, I shall get back onto um, make my way around the um, flower bed to the path and head back and. Um, head towards the front of the house again. Okay. The body is hidden enough. Yeah, the body's hidden. Decently. No one's really going to notice till it starts to smell. Hmm. By then, you know, you're not here. You kind of wander your way down to the front. A few people give you a few odd looks because you have dirt on you, but most of them either think you're a grubby commoner, you're one of the staff, or you've got, you've been fooling around with someone in the hedge maze. I put, I put a sheepish grin, and yeah. uh, and make my way to the uh, to the to make I continue to make my way to the, to the front where I'm hoping Riley's gonna be. Riley is stood at the front near where you came in, kind of using a random guy as essentially an armrest with an impressive broken nose oh there's my friend percy i'm sure he could help me out we live fairly close by oh daphne 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 come 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 here come here daphne come in right (laughs) right <laughs> you get Percy, I get fucking Daphne. Hey, you'll start giving fake names. Okay, so, so Blake will make his way over and he will offer his arm. Thank, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. I shall make sure that um, I get just you get home safe. So thank you for looking after. What was your name? I'm Matthew. A fine name. A fine name. Um, Just don't let her don't keep an eye on her for 24 hours. She might have a concussion. I, I, I will do so. Thank you very much. Um, if I see your boss, I will um, I will speak highly of you. Thank you much. Thank you, sir. And it gives like a short bow and trots off. I give a curt nod and uh, I'm like, body's hidden. I'm like, everything's all taken care of. Let's go. We kind of need to get the body off of the site. Have you not moved it? It hidden where it is. No, it. I I move away from the front door. With uh, yeah, I'm assuming you're like walking towards like out of this very slow, very slow walk to the gate. Yeah, like the body's hidden. Okay, end of the day, no one's gonna suspect it's us because we're not here. By the time it it starts to smell, the body will, be rec- it will not be recognisable. And they can't catch, they can't ask the spirit because I've got it. True, but... Look, we were told to hide the body, it's hidden. We cleared up, no one knows the murder took place in there. Uh, GM. Just yes. to backtrack slightly on my notes. Um, 
Darmot said, did Darmot state he wanted the body to disappear or to, the body to be hidden? He wanted there to be no evidence of a murder happening at that party. And the body is still here. It'd be too Doesn't mean it happened at the party. It would be way too obvious to hot to move it now. And what's the time currently? Uh, in the time it took you to sort all this, it is the eighth bell. Okay, and being um, we have to the ninth bell. Yeah, being to like typical jobs. How um, late do these parties tend to go on for? Like, I imagine I've tried to sneak in a few of these places when they're closed to empty pockets or locks and safes. Uh, these ones tend to go till about the tenth bell, and then the really fancy people stay till the eleventh. But it's not safe to be out at night in Osalis, so... Do we come back here later to move the body once the party's closed, or do we try and get rid of it? Because, yes, we could try and... I'm on... I will point out that it isn't just you guys. So, you have contacts, so one of your downtimes next time can be to go retrieve the body. Yeah, I, I get think, someone to retrieve it. I think it, I think that could be. A, a, I think what we could do, we probably use. Um, I've got some creepy contacts who could be more sneaky and get them to, you know, off of maybe some silver. Honestly, um, even mm. if you tell Darmot where he is when he comes around to give you the last of the evidence. He has people for that. We have options. We made sure that no one knows that 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 um, what? the rat was killed in the party. It's definitely hidden. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No one. No one. Could, no one is going to be able to see into that. They need to know it's there to find it. Right. Let's move on then. Let's get back to the office. Fix my nose. We go to the office, and then when we get back there, you hold still, and I'll sort that for you. Punches the other direction. <laughs> no, you both kind of pretend. You pretend to support Riley until you're out of eyesight, and then Riley has to support Blake with Blake's fucked ankle. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the way back. But that is the, that's a good place to wrap up the heist. You have successfully cleared up some blood, sorted out some struggles, ignored the murder weapon. But to be fair, I could have been what Riley stumbled into, so. Well, that was a candle. Yeah, yeah, the, the candelabra. Ca- the candelabra. Big metal. The candlestick. The- we didn't put the candlestick back, did we? When we tidied yeah. up the room. You put books, you put furniture, you did not pick up the candelabra that was next maybe to the I, Maybe I took the candle down with me. Maybe they might think that. Fingers crossed. Because I mean, I look like a state when I open. You're in a you're in a state, and you're in a state, and have been clearly marked by several people. And Blake left his coat. God damn, Blake! Why did you leave the coat always? Why did you go out the main entrance? You could have gone out the window too. I mean, that could have gone worse. Honestly, yes. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>